0: Hello and welcome to the fifth and final episode of the Offseason Outlook Podcast. I'm your host, once again, Colton Cooper. And we finally made it to the NFL draft. It happened this weekend. Um, last week I went over my mock draft, um, who I thought was going to go where, um, talked about some sleepers and stuff. Um, this week we're just going to go over what actually happened in the draft, Can um, kind I of, kind of go pick by pick and see where I was wrong, talk about what um, each team did and why I think they did it, and um, may talk about a little bit of the drama, some players that fell, talk about the quarterbacks and stuff. Um, but um, let's jump right into it. All right, so... As we all know, the draft started off with the first overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. I predicted that they would take Bryce Young, and that is what they did. Um, All the rumors leading up to the draft made it sound like the uh, quarterback IQ test was really the make-or-break deal here between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud for the Panthers. Um, Panthers owner David Tepper is a believer in that test, Um, and I think... um, Frank Reich likes this guy too, Panthers quarterback, or excuse me, Panthers head coach. Um, I think it makes sense. Overall, he is um, the most pro-ready quarterback right now outside of his size. Um, And really, in the NFL today, size is becoming less important. I still think it would be better to have a bigger quarterback and that it can still affect you. But these guys are learning a lot better how to not take hits. Um, And it can work if you do it right, so we just have to see if the Panthers will um, do the right things to develop him into what he needs to be. With the second overall pick, I predicted that the uh, Texans would take the latter of the two um, quarterback prospects in C.J. Stroud, and that is what they did. Um, I think the Texans were fine, really, with whoever was going to be available here, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, Um, and... I think that they got their guy. I think he might end up being the better of the two. He might take a little bit longer to develop, but um, just his size alone, I think, gives him a leg up on Bryce Young. So we just got to see how each team develops these guys and who ends up really being the better one. They're both going to have to prove it. And now with a shocker um, in the draft, the Texans actually traded up to also get this number three overall pick. Um, A lot of people did expect that maybe the Cardinals would trade out of this pick, but nobody was expecting it to be the Texans to do back-to-back picks that early in the draft. Um, I don't love the move that they did. Um, I think the guy that they got is great, um, and it's who I predicted would go at this spot, Will Anderson Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. Um, But I just don't know if this was the right year for them to go all in on picks like this. Um, Yes, you obviously should have taken quarterback this high, because that's what you need, but you are going to still have to develop Stroud a little bit. Not even sure if he's going to be your starter day one. Um, so maybe they should have waited to invest all of this um, draft capital um, another year. Um, once they know for sure that C.J. Shaw's their guy. You never know if in a few years you have a Deshaun Watson situation again. Hopefully not that C.J. Shaw would do what Deshaun Watson did off the field, but you could still have a contract situation. you got to remember before Deshaun Watson had these cases come out against him, he was um, holding out with the Texans and wanting a trade um, because of their front office. And you could be in the same boat um, in a few years with C.J. Stroud. So I think it would have been maybe better just to wait and make sure Stroud is actually your guy. Um, and then if he's not, you have that draft capital to go get another quarterback. But they did what they did. Maybe it'll work out. Um, they did get two really solid players out of it. So, um, And then another shocking move at number four. Um, I predicted that the Colts were going to take Will Levis, quarterback, out of Kentucky. But they actually um, made a pretty shocking move and took Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Um, There's obviously a lot of hype around Anthony Richardson. He is kind of a project quarterback. Um, a lot of people thought Colts were going to go Levis because they are kind of in win-now mode. But I guess they, they think that they can get Richardson ready um, quicker than people are saying. And he's going to be their guy day one. So, yeah. Um, I think overall it is a great move for them. I would have liked to have seen him go somewhere else. Um, but I think it's a great move for them. I think th- this is going to work out for them. Um, it may take a little bit to develop him. Um, and they may lose some of the guys that they've been investing in all these years. But they've kind of just been in quarterback hell recently. And I think they're ready to just get their guy. And if they have to wait a little bit and build around him, um, if some of these pieces fall off the picture, then... I think they're willing to do that, and I think it's going to work out for them in the end. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I had them taking Anthony Richardson, actually, at this spot. Um, Obviously, he's not available. Um, I think they would have if he was, but they weren't obviously going to trade up for him or anything like that, just if he fell in their lap. They could have had Will Levis, um, but again, they have uh, Geno Smith. I think the only reason they would take Anthony Richardson is as a project quarterback. They're not going to take Will Levis, who's kind of a pro-ready right now quarterback, who might give you problems of, you know, if you don't start him quick enough, maybe he starts to get a little angry at the organization. So they go with just best talent here. They go bolster their defense. They have a pretty decent offense already. Just need to solidify that defense, make sure that they can stand up with the likes of the high-scoring offenses like the 49ers and potentially the Rams and stuff, Um, and maybe even the Cardinals if Uh, Kyler Murray gets healthy at some point in the year. So they went Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. Um, And like I said, I think that was probably the best move for them since Anthony Richardson wasn't uh, still available there. Um, Sixth pick, um, actually the Cardinals traded back into this pick, um, was supposed to be the Lions. Um, I had the Lions taking Tyree Wilson at this pick, um, but instead the Cardinals take um, Paris Johnson Jr., Attack a tackle out of Ohio State. Um, Cardinals don't really need a lot. I think they could have benefited from using that high three pick to get a solid defensive player like Will Anderson Jr. But you, um, you don't need a lot of pieces right now. You have a lot of your pieces, um, and you can still get a lot of stuff through free agency. You know this year's not going to be your year anyway. Kyler's going to be hurt most of the year. You're in a new coaching staff. Um, it's just not happening this year. So just invest in the future. You're going to need to protect Kyler, go get a solid tackle, and that's what they did with Paris Johnson. Number seven, the Raiders. Um, I actually had Devin Witherspoon going here in my draft. Um, obviously, like I said, he was kind of best player available for the Seahawks there, and he ended up not moving as far down um, as I thought he would since some other stuff shook up differently. So um, instead, the Raiders here at number seven end up with Tyree Wilson, who... Again, I think maybe one of those earlier teams should have picked. I think he's kind of a steal in this draft. Um, he was getting mocked at a lot of different places. Some people had him really high. Some people had him really low. Ends up going number seven to the Raiders. Um, and like I said in my um, pre-draft coverage, the Raiders, they kind of have already done all that they can do outside of quarterback at um, on the offensive side. Um they already have Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, a pretty decent offensive line. So just go and keep bolstering up your defense. Um, that's really all they can invest in right now in the draft. And they get a really solid um, steal here with Tyree Wilson, who should not have dropped this far. <clears throat> now for a perplexing move at number eight. Um, I had the Falcons taking tackle Peter Skaronsky. Um I kind of thought they would just go best talent um, available there. They don't really need any specific pieces, um, so I thought that they would go sensible um, best talent, but they went kind of unsensible best talent and took B. John Robinson running back out of Texas. Now, I knew that some team was going to take B. John early. Um, I think it's a stupid pick for whoever does it because you can get running back value um, pretty deep in the draft. Not that B. John isn't a great player. He's amazing. But it's not really worth investing that much money into a running back in today's NFL. So I'm a little surprised um, at the Falcons taking this pick. Um, I think it's kind of another Kyle Pitts pick where they just fell in love with the name um, and the star-studdedness of it that they kind of tricked themselves into taking a pick they didn't really need here um, and probably could have invested in a quarterback or a... um, a more sensible um, future investment pick rather than kind of a win-now pick in B. John Robinson. Um, so I don't love the pick, um, but I knew it was going to happen that somebody was going to bite on him and it was not going to be worth it. Um, so after that, um, number nine, Eagles traded up one pick um, to go get Jalen Carter, um, which is who I had going at the nine spot. I just had him going to the Bears there instead. So they trade up, um, they go get another Georgia guy, Um, they have like, well, after their pick later in this draft, they have four um, Georgia guys now, Um, so I think it's maybe not exactly what they need, um, but you can never go wrong with having four national champion Georgia Bulldogs on your team. Um, Georgia's defense has been unstoppable the past few years in college football, Um, They held TCU to 7 points while their offense scored like 50 points in the national championship. So even though Jalen Carter has had some character issues um, leading up to the draft, um, I think this is a really solid pick for the Eagles. Um, You're going to be going up against the Chiefs or the Bengals or someone if you make it to the Super Bowl, so you're going to need some more solid defensive pieces to uh, stop the likes of Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Um, and I think they did that by going and getting a uh, solid Georgia defensive player. Number 10 um, would have been the Eagles, but like I said, they traded up with the Bears, so it is the Bears here at number 10. Um, I had the Eagles taking Bijan Robinson at 10 here. I thought they were going to make kind of the stupid pick and just go, well, we were just in the Super Bowl last year. Let's just go get a star running back and see if we can just make our offense unstoppable. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Bears pick here at number 10. They t- pick Darnell Wright, offensive tackle. Um I think maybe they could have made a little bit of a flashier pick here um, with all the trading they've done. Um, but instead, since they already invested all that um, draft capital into getting DJ Moore and um, some other guys over the past few years, um, going tackle here is a smart move to protect Justin Fields. Um, all these offensive weapons for Justin Fields aren't going to matter if you can't protect him, and so going um, with a solid tackle here uh, was a pretty smart move by them. Number 11, um Tennessee Titans. I had them taking Paris Johnson. Um, Obviously, he's gone because he went to the uh, Cardinals earlier. So instead, they went with another tackle um, who I had going a little bit earlier, Peter Skaronsky. Um, Still a solid move for them, kind of in a weird transition period. So just invest in the future, um, get your star tackle, and start working towards the future. Um, Another perplexing pick here, number 12, um, it actually ends up being the Lions instead of the Texans um, due to a trade. I thought the Texans were uh, going to go for the dynamic duo type thing, um, like what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have, and Tua and Jalen Waddle. I thought they were going to go Jackson Smith and Jigba here, um, have an Ohio State receiver for their Ohio State quarterback. Um, but instead, they trade this pick to the Lions, and the Lions take a running back as well, Jameer Gibbs, out of Alabama. Now... Again, same thing with B.J. Robinson. Jameer Gibbs is an amazing player, but you should not be taking running back this early in the draft anymore unless it is just a crazy next-level running back like Saquon Barkley or Derrick Henry or something. Um, and these guys can be good, but they aren't that level, um, or at least they haven't shown that yet. Um, so I think it's interesting for the Lions to be kind of in this partial rebuild, partial move all your chips in. Um era after their success last season don't know that this is the right pick for them but i guess it doesn't hurt to keep bolstering up the offense um and make it as flashy as you can i think they could have gone wide receiver here maybe jackson smith (coughs) jackson smith and jig was still um and it would have been a better pick but not a terrible pick just a little bit of a weird investment number 13 i had the packers taking um tight end dalton kincaid here um kind of thought that they would just get a guy for Jordan Love, a solid tight end um, for him to have on his checkdowns and stuff. But instead they go with Lucas Van Ness, um, linebacker out of Iowa. Um, And so continues the trend of the Packers taking almost virtually no offensive players in the first round um, over the past, like, 10 years. Um, But it's still a solid defensive pick. Um, This guy was a solid linebacker. Um, And now that you're – In a division with a strong Lions offense, a strong Vikings offense, um, and a progressing Bears offense, you are going to need a solid defense, um, especially if your offense isn't as high-flying as those to start off. So I think it's a solid pick there. Number 14, Steelers. Um, This was originally supposed to be the Patriots pick. Um, They traded. I had the Patriots taking Lucas Van Ness here. Um, instead, the Steelers go Broderick Jones tackle um, out of Georgia. Um, I think this is a really solid pick for them. Um, trade up to get a really solid Georgia tackle. Um, a guy to help protect Kenny Pickett um, as you go through this transition with him and um, make sure that you give him uh, all the chances for success that you can. <sighs> Number 15, New York Jets. Um, I figure that they would take Broderick Jones here, actually. Um, So the Steelers kind of jumped the gun on that one to steal him from him. But um, they end up going with Will McDonald, the fourth, um, out of Iowa State. And this is a really solid pick. I thought he was going to go way later in the draft. um, Simply just because there was so much parity here that um, people were going to overlook him. But instead he goes right here at 15. Um, I do think it maybe would have been better to still invest in some of these tackles. Um, just another guy to help make sure that everything's okay with Aaron Rodgers. Nothing happens to him during the season. But another way to protect uh Aaron Rodgers is to um have a great defense on the other side of the field. So I think they just kinda went with best talent there available, and I think it's still a pretty good pick. <coughs> Number sixteen, Commanders. Um I had them taking a cornerback here, Christian Gonzalez. They do end up taking a cornerback, but they take Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. <coughs> um Again, I think that was the right position for them to pick. I think they would have gotten more out of Christian Gonzalez than Emmanuel Forbes. Um, But at the end of the day, they picked the position they need. um, Outside of quarterback, I think that's pretty much the best they could have done. Number 17. um, This was the Steelers pick. They traded back with the Patriots. And the Patriots take Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Um, Again, I think that maybe... It would have been better for both these teams if it was swapped, Um, but either way, both go with cornerback um, and get a solid defensive player. Um, Patriots are kind of, probably could have done with a running back maybe, or a receiver here, Um, but Bill Belichick is always going to prioritize defense, and I think that's a solid investment there. Number eighteen, the Lions. Um I had them picking Zay Flowers here. I think they still probably should have gone running back here instead of um what they did do, which is Jack Campbell, linebacker out of Iowa. Um I think this one was a little bit of a reach. Um maybe, like I said, they should have gone receiver and just really ensured that they can help Jared Goff as much as they can. Um but Dan Campbell is a defensive guy, um, and I'm not really surprised that he went with uh Best defensive player available here. Number 19, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had them taking Brian Branch, safety, out of Alabama, who actually ended up up falling pretty far in the draft. Um, Instead, they go with Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Um, I had this guy going a little bit later to the Bills, um, but I guess the Buccaneers liked what they saw. Um, They don't really need anything specific right now other than deciding on who their quarterback is, so I think it's a solid move for them. Number 20, uh, Seattle Seahawks. I had them taking cornerback here, Deontay Banks, but instead they go with wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigma. And I think this was a great move for them. Um, I think it would have helped to have had um, some more help on their defense um, in that secondary. But <clears throat> when a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigma falls to you, you kind of have to take them. You already have DK Metcalf out there. Having this guy on the other side is going to be pretty crazy. Um, You're really helping Gina Smith's uh, life be a lot easier. Um, These Ohio State receivers have all been successful in the past few years, and I think this was a solid pick for them that's really going to help their offense um, in a pretty um, tough division going up against the 49ers next next year. Uh, Number 21, LA Chargers. Um, They picked exactly what I thought they would, and this is about one of the Three picks that I actually have right, but uh, they went with Quentin Johnston, uh, wide receiver out of TCU. Um, He's kind of a style fit there. He's that big body. Just go down the field and uh, let him win a one-on-one or one-on-two battle. I think this was a really solid move for them. Help uh, give some more stability uh, to Justin Herbert as Mike Williams and Keenan Allen get hurt a lot. Hopefully this guy can stay healthy and be his number one uh, option. number 22 Baltimore Ravens um I had them going Nolan Smith edge here um they do really need receiver but I thought that they would maybe just say that maybe one of their guys was gone and um go with just the best defensive player here to really help that side of the field but instead they go Zay Flowers wide receiver out of Boston College um and I think this was a solid pick you finally um signed a deal with Laura Jackson to keep him here You need to start loading him up with weapons. Some of your wide receiver picks in the past have been questionable. Still not sure this was the best one with Jordan Addison sitting right there. Um, But it was the right position to pick, and um, having him on the other side of OBJ um, will surely help Lamar Jackson. Number 23, the Minnesota Vikings. They pick what I thought they would Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC. I think this is a great pairing. You put Jordan Addison, Addison, who was an electric wide receiver at USC, on the opposite side of Justin Jefferson, maybe not with Kirk Cousins, but if you put a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins back there, this offense is going to be unstoppable. Um, they're going to be scoring so much if they can get a competent quarterback back there. Um, and even with Kirk Cousins, this should still help them actually be able to win games and not be in one-score games all season. So I think this was a phenomenal pick from them. Um, they don't really need anything specific, so just go get the best receiver left in the draft. And he was arguably the best overall receiver in the draft. I'm really not sure how he fell this far. Number 24, uh, New York Giants. Um, this was supposed to be the uh, Jaguars pick, but the Jaguars kept trading back all night long. Um, so this one goes to the Giants, and they take cornerback uh, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Um, which good for them because I thought that they were going to make kind of a stupid pick um, with Jalen Hyatt, wide right receiver out of Tennessee. Um, Jalen Hyatt is okay, but he's not that great. I thought that maybe a team was going to bite on him in the first round um, <clears throat> and it would be kind of a stupid pick. So I think the giants did good here. Um, not taking the bait and going with a solid defensive player. Um, you're going to have to play the Eagles. You're going to have to play the Cowboys all year. Go get a solid cornerback to uh, help, your defense out um, in the past game. Number 25, Buffalo Bills. This was actually supposed to be the New York Giants pick, um, but Bills also traded with the Jaguars. Like I said, the Jaguars kept trading back. Um, and the Bills take Dalton Kincaid, um, which I think kind of changed things for the Cowboys to pick after. Um, as I was watching as a Cowboys fan, I was excited. I was like, dang, Dalton Kincaid has actually lasted this long. I thought he was gonna be gone to the Packers or somebody way earlier. Um, So I was getting excited, and then then the Bills jump us, um, and they take Dalton Kincaid, tight end. Um, But I can't blame them. Dawson Knox has been okay, at tight end for them, but he hasn't been phenomenal. Um, And I think if you can get a really solid tight end for Josh Allen, that really um, smooths out some more of the edges there on their offense. Um, So at 26th, the Cowboys, after getting jumped twice, um, take Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle, out of Michigan. Um, I thought they were going to take Michael Mayer here. Um, well, at first I thought they were going to take Dalton Kincaid since he was still available. But since I didn't think he would be available in my original mock draft, I had them taking Michael Mayer tied in out of Notre Dame. <clears throat> um, honestly, looking back, I think I should have deduced that the Cowboys weren't going to go tight in here. Um, that was the rumor was that they were, um, and I think I kind of bought into it too much. The Cowboys' worst area last year, was their run defense, and going and getting a solid interior guy like Mozzie Smith um, was definitely the right pick here um, to try to help bolster that last piece of your um, defense that really needs help. Um, Now that they have that, offense, both um, secondary and interior defense, pass and rush defense, are all really solid, so as I said in my other podcast, with this pick especially, there is no excuse for the Cowboys not to be, like, the best team in the NFC next year, um, especially with how weak it now is with Aaron Rodgers leaving. So I think this was a great pick uh, by the Cowboys. Number 27, Jacksonville Jaguars. They finally stop moving back, sit where they are, and they take a pick I was not expecting. Anton Harrison, tackle out of Oklahoma. I thought he was going to go uh, last pick of the first round at the Chiefs. I thought that was going to be a sneaky Andy Reid pick. Um, instead, it's a sneaky Doug Pearson pick, um, a man who has learned a lot from Andy Reid. I think this was a great move for them. Um, they could have gone a lot of different ways here. Um, but they go and get their tackle for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was pressured a lot last year. And you need a solid guy out there to protect the pocket. Um, and Anton Harrison is a great pick there for them. Number 28, the Cincinnati Bengals, um... I thought that they were going to go tight in here. Um, They lost uh, Hunter Henry um, in the offseason, and um, I thought they would go tight in here to fill that hole. Instead, they go with a guy who dropped a little bit, and I think that's why they went with him. Um, is because he was really a steal um, this late in the draft, and that's edge player Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Um, Like I said, surprised that he did not go a lot um, earlier in this draft. I think they were too, and they said, well, we can't pass up on this guy. He fell right in our lap. Let's take him. And I think it was a solid pick for them. They don't need a lot of specific things. You can find tight end uh, pretty much anywhere, and especially find value later in the draft. Um, so I think it was a solid move for them. Number twenty-nine, the New Orleans Saints take a little bit of a surprising move here. Some people thought this guy might creep into the first round. They go with Brian Brissy, uh defensive tackle out of Clemson, guy who's had a lot of problems in college with injuries. Um, but whenever he has played, he's been one of the best players. Um, so I think this is a solid investment pick by the Saints. Um, I think they maybe could have done a little bit better, um, go after maybe, um, less of a experimental, um, defensive pick here to really, um, bolster their defense, um, in that NFC South, um, weak division, um. I would have liked this pick maybe if they had two picks in the first round and this was their second pick, Um, but nonetheless, um, a solid investment, Um, just kind of is going to look bad if it doesn't work out. Uh, Number 30, um, Philadelphia Eagles. I had them taking Will McDonald. Um, I thought he was going to go a lot further um, down in this draft than he did, they get a guy that has fallen further than I thought he would, and that's Nolan Smith, edge out of Georgia um also a guy that has been dealing with some injuries um but like i mentioned earlier Eagles going after those Georgia Bulldog defensive players that have been unstoppable the past few years in college football and i really don't think that's a bad move by them at all um going to get two defensive players from Georgia um after already having two Georgia defensive players on their team um really solidifying their defense um to make sure that they can compete with the likes of the Cowboys defense and with the last pick of the draft A little bit of a feel-good pick. Chiefs kind of always just do whatever they want here whenever they're at the last pick because they kind of don't need anything. Because when they win the Super Bowl, it's because their team is already so star-studded. So they go with Felix and Adike Uzoma, um, edge out of Kansas State. This kid grew up um, in the Kansas area, um, so he's going to kind of be a hometown hero. I think it was just kind of a good feel-good pick. The draft was being held in Kansas City. Kind of really... Tied the night off with a nice bow, um, and is still a really solid player for them. Um, has been a solid uh, edge player there for Kansas State. Has gone up a lot of, gone up against a lot of good offenses, um, so I think it's a really good way for the Chiefs to end off the night. Um, so as you can see, a lot of my picks were wrong, but some of my um, logic was still good on a lot of these um, of what positions they might take, um, and I really don't think that there were a lot of embarrassing picks. For a lot of teams, there was a lot of mystery about what was going to happen in this draft. Um, Nobody really knew who was going to do what, who wanted what. um, And I think that most teams ended up doing good. Um, The only questionable thing really for me is the Texans trading up and investing that much draft capital um, into this year's draft. Um, And then the Falcons taking Bijan Robinson and the Lions taking Jameer Gibbs. Those are honestly the only problems I have. Um, just because I don't believe in investing in a running back this early. Um, But I think that overall it was a really entertaining draft. Um, Lastly, I want to go over some of the quarterbacks. Um, As you know, we mentioned a few of them, Bryce Young, Stroud, Richardson. They all went pretty early. And what was interesting tonight is a lot of people had Will Levis going really high in the draft. Some people at some point in the year were even saying maybe first overall. Um, He's going to be a generational talent. He falls all the way to the second round. They kept showing him all night on the broadcast, looking confused as to why he wasn't getting picked yet. Kind of a similar situation to Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson as they kept falling. Um, But he ends up going to the Tennessee Titans, which is really interesting. Um, Honestly surprised the Titans didn't just go get him in the first round. Um, But I think it's still a solid move for them. They get him um, a lot cheaper than they probably would have, and... You still have a year of Tannehill um, for him to kind of sit there and learn and not have to be ready immediately. Um, but I think since he is so pro-ready, it's a good move for them, um, and it should be a pretty smooth transition if they can build around him. And then um, a few other interesting quarterback picks. Hendon Hooker, picked by the Detroit Lions, might be their guy of the future. Um, I'm still not sold on Hendon Hooker. He has a lot of talent, but I'm not sure if he's NFL ready. Um, and I don't know if Jared Goff is necessarily – right guy for him to develop under, um, honestly kind of surprised that the Titans didn't wait and take him, him being a Tennessee guy, but, um, still an interesting pick, you can see that the Lions are definitely trying to buy into their future, um, and hopefully they've found their guy for the future once they are done with the Jared Goff experiment. Um, interestingly enough, Stetson Bennett goes to Los Angeles Rams in the fourth round, um, Georgia quarterback Stenson Bennett Bennett is now going to be learning from Georgia quarterback um, Matthew Stafford. um, And literally like the pick after that, or before it actually, um, pick number 25 in the fourth round, Jake Hayner from Fresno State goes to the Saints to learn from Derek Carr, who is a Fresno State quarterback. So you have back-to-back picks of these um, rookie quarterbacks getting mentored by um, alumni of their university Um, I think those are really good picks for both of those teams. Um, You can develop a guy with a guy that they probably already know and have talked to. Um, I'm pretty sure I have heard that Stafford and um, Carr have both been um, pretty involved with these guys' careers. So I think it's a really solid move. Um, You know, and their fourth-round picks, if they don't work out and they just end up being backups, that's fine. But at least you're giving them guys that they can learn from that they know um, that have Proven that they can be pretty good in the league, so I think it'll help both of these guys' development a lot. Um, another interesting pick, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, um, UCLA. He goes in round five to the Cleveland Browns. I kind of would have liked to have seen him gone somewhere else. I think he's not obviously going to start immediately, but I think he could potentially find his way to a starting role um, on, his he- on a particular team. I don't think the Browns are that, but maybe if Deshaun Watson really does not get better and shows that he's still rusty, Maybe Dorian Thompson Robinson gets a chance um, and can show that he might be better than Deshaun Watson. And then lastly, um, Max Dugan from TCU was a Heisman finalist, was a really interesting story. He goes to the Chargers um, in round seven. Clearly, obviously, you're going to have to be a backup for a little bit. You're not replacing Justin Herbert right now, at least. But hey, maybe Herbert goes down, you get an option. I think Duggan has a chance to still show that he can at the very least be a pretty solid uh, backup quarterback in this league. Um, So it'll be interesting to see um, how that plays out in L.A. Um, I was interested to see also, just wrapping up here, talking a little bit about OU players. um, Marvin Mims, he ended up um, going to Denver Broncos, Sean Payton's first pick for the Broncos. Um... I don't know if it's the best pick for the Broncos or Sean Payton. Um, I loved it because I'm an OU fan, and I like Sean Payton. Um, But I don't know if it's the right fit for Russell Wilson. Um, But we'll just see how it plays out. If there's anybody that can develop guys like that, it's Sean Payton. So I think it was still at least an interesting pick, and I'm excited to see what happens. Um, And with that, um, not really much more to talk about. I think it was a really interesting draft. Um, I enjoyed talking about the draft, um, leading up to it, and free agency with you guys. Um, this was a really fun series to make. Um, and who knows, maybe next offseason we'll do the same thing, uh, go a little bit more in-depth. Um, but for now, I'm going to uh, say good day to you all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, have a good rest of your off season. Football will be here before you know it. Have a good one.